to video? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Waking Up Thoughtcast. This is your host, Amy Homewrecker K. Wait, what? About that. Because I had this thought on my mind that I really wanted to talk about because I was talking to somebody. I can't really recall. I've talked to a few people in the past few days. To whom I said, about this situation, okay? About... Getting into or ending up in the middle of a situation where I'm talking to a person I really, really enjoy talking to and unknowingly, not purposely developing kind of a deeper relationship with them when we're in the kind of circumstance that doesn't really facilitate a relationship between us and um, also includes a lot of denial on my part and... uh, Again, while all this is happening, there's just this relationship that's organically developing between me and this person um, who's married and who's not available to be in a relationship if I even was interested in that ordeal at the time. And I've come to the conclusion that I really just don't feel bad about it. Now, it sounds awful to say And even when I say it out loud, I'm kind of like, ugh, you sound terrible. Why would you say that? This is why the guys at work call me a homewrecker. (laughs) It's so funny how quickly word gets around. Like, I don't really pay attention to how many people listen to the ThoughtCast, but it's always funny when I talk to somebody at work and they already know what's happening with me. I mean, granted, I put it on the internet. I just don't expect... I don't expect people to listen. And then they throw you for your loop when they come to you and they're like, hey. I walk into work one day and they're like, hey. So I hear you're in love. And I'm like, oh God, what? Where did you hear about this? (laughs) Well, you know, it is on the internet, Amy. And I'm like, yeah, but like who listens to this channel? Like, yeah. So for me to think that people just know what's happening, like, oh, I just make the assumption that you listen to me because I definitely haven't told you what's going on. Um, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't make that assumption, you know? But anyway, home wrecker, right? So I know I briefly, Ryan and I briefly kind of talked about the history of like how we met and everything like that, but, and everything like that and everything like that. But the, the whole thing just from my end of things has been a pretty interesting ride. You know what I mean? We started to, to talk to each other and increasingly we would spend more and more of the day together, just talking, simply having conversations. And there was a point where I was like, it's very interesting that this guy is married, but he spends like I don't know, sometimes six hours talking to me. Like, why aren't you spending time with your wife? Not that he didn't, because he did. But there was a lot of time spent with me. Like, in that scenario, I guess it's an almost inappropriate amount of time to spend with another person. Not just a girl, but another person that isn't your spouse, right? You're supposed to hang out with them and stuff. Again, not saying he didn't, but it just makes you kind of look at it like, what happened? Why were you spending so much time with me? I mean, I know I'm like super fun to talk to and real cool and stuff, but you know. Anyways, it's not something I really considered too deeply because I got so much enjoyment talking to him and spending time with him. Over time, we just developed this really great, robust, deep relationship where we were able to kind of just be comfortable being ourselves entirely and talking about whatever we wanted and feeling like we were listened to and all these things, which for me, um, I'm lucky I don't need a particular person to listen to me. I can just talk out loud to the internet and I feel pretty satisfied because I found ways around just the feeling of loneliness and being alone and, you know, not being dependent on somebody else to satisfy me emotionally and in order to be fulfilled. I always feel happy as long as I can 
say what I want to say, however I say it. Now, if you're in the kind of situation where you are trying to talk to your spouse and you're trying to make things work and trying to fix it and have conversations and they're just not what you want or you're not getting out of a situation what you want, at some point it just becomes this habitual thing that you do. And, you know, Ryan's not the first guy that I know that's going through this kind of deficit in their relationship where the guy's just not happy. Affection starved, attention starved, all the things that he needs in a relationship to feel secure and to feel loved and all those other good things that you want to feel when you're in a relationship are not going to feel as present when someone is not as attentive to your needs or paying attention to the things that you want that would make the relationship a lot better for him, you know? Um, And it really sucks that it happened. And this is the reason I don't feel bad about it is because girls hold your men down. You know what I mean? Like hold down, meaning hold down the relationship. Don't, Don't hold down the man, hold down the relationship, right? Do your part too. We have demands on our end, women, like there's things we want out of a relationship and there's things that we need to be happy and there, there's a reason we get into a relationship and decide to get married and be in a situation where we say we're going to do this forever. It's because you're committing to provide each other with what you need so that you can be with a person for a long time, right? That's that's what the whole point of being committed to someone is, is you don't just want to be there. You shouldn't just be a warm body in a relationship. You know what I mean? It should be a lot more. There should be affection. There should be love. And there should be listening and caring behaviors being tossed both ways, not just one way. One person can't just get everything out of a relationship and leave the other person completely empty. It doesn't work. It doesn't make people feel loved. And men need to feel loved too. They need attention, they need love, they need and want the things that they want. So maybe meeting in the middle or sometimes being someone who has to sacrifice your time to give that to them and try to get into the things that they like too because they do it too, you know? And I'm just talking about my experience with people that I know who are in the kind of marriages that could possibly end up in a place that are not exactly the happiest you know, and I'm talking about crazy circumstances aside, you know, some people have really tough issues they need to deal with. But when you're in a situation where there's no children, and where it's just you and your partner, and it doesn't seem to be going well, and you're not getting what you need, like, what do you expect to happen when you find, or when one person in that relationship finds someone that they're getting someone out of, that isn't even in the same country, by the way. It's, it's, almost inevitable that you're gonna catch feelings for someone if you're spending enough time with them and talking crazy ideas and feelings and all the things broad topics you know what I mean a lot of the time the thing that I hear from a lot of men that I know who are kind of in the situation where you know they're not their needs are not being met or they're unfulfilled or unhappy or there's just so much tension in their marriage is just because they're not being listened to you know it means a lot to people and people like it a lot when someone actually listens and i'm not just saying being there i'm saying actively listens and understands what their partner needs and is going through it's very simple i think to fulfill someone's needs. Yes, there might be a few difficult ones. Difficult meaning you might have to give up something in order to make them happy every once in a while or sometimes or whatever it is. But you do it because you love someone and because you care for someone and because you want a good, healthy relationship. If you've decided to spend forever with someone, why would you just be okay with coexisting with them and not actually being integrated into their into their life in a way where giving them what they need is just a natural thing to do and them giving you what you need is just a natural thing that occurs 
you can't really get mad if you're not fulfilling someone's needs and giving them what they want and listening to them when they're trying to tell you they need something. You can't you can't just expect things to work out and people for people to be happy when they expect or want something out of a situation and they're not getting it, especially in a forever kind of deal. So back to my end over here. This relationship between us developed organically. It's not something that either of us planned, obviously. It's not something that I wanted to feel. Um, I remember the the first time I actually admitted to myself that I had feelings for this guy. I was just like, oh, something in me was like, nope, just push it down. Just deny it because this is so futile. You're not going to be you're not going to be able to make anything happen in this situation. Okay, fine. So the first, the, the thing that helped me get through it is I told my friend D about it. And I was just like, I have a problem. And I think she kind of mentioned it to me ages ago because I would talk to her. Oh my God, I talked to him today. Da, 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 da. All excited and all freaking smitten like a teenage girl getting excited. I just, oh my God, I just, it's like talking to my boyfriend on the phone for an hour or whatever. And obviously he wasn't my boyfriend. So <laughs> there was just a joke that we had at some point where she's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I was just talking to my boyfriend. And she's like, what? And, um, and then I told her and she's like, oh my God, you love him. And I was just like, no, I don't think that's the case. After a few conversations, I was like, okay, you might be onto something here. I think you're correct. However, however... Because she, at the time, was kind of in the middle of someone's marriage on the sneak. You know what I mean? She was on the sneak and shit. We talked about it. I'm pretty sure I posted a, a th- thought cast about it. But she was on the sneak. They were on the DL. You know? A much more complicating situation. They have three children. Um, the man does, I mean. And, uh, yeah. So she obviously had kind of a different opinion of the whole thing. I, however, was being a good little girl and was like, I can't do it. I mean, it's, it's just weird. We just end up in places where we're flirty and we were playful. And sometimes we get like this, sometimes we get like that. And it's just a whole range of things that we experience over the phone. It's really crazy. Like just talking to somebody does so much. That cerebral connection is more important and more robust than any aspect of your connection if you have one with a person. And there's nothing that's a larger gift in the world than feeling like someone actually understands you and listens to you and pays attention to you in a way where they can reliably predict what you're going to say or what you're going to do and just make fun of you and roast you and have a great time. And uh, that's what it is. And that's just the kind of situation that I like as well. Um, But anyway, denying feelings because I accept and I understand reality no matter how shitty that stuff is, right? Like imagine liking somebody or having feelings for somebody so strongly knowing that nothing is ever going to happen between you guys because there's a situation that you just shouldn't interfere in, which you don't even know you are interfering in just as a matter of the situation, you know? But it's weird. Like, we'd be on the phone and I'd hear them talking and stuff and I always thought it was really cute, him and his wife. They they get along great. They, they've been friends for a long time. I would prefer that they get along and things go easy. You know what I mean? That's just how I want it to be because I want things to be good for him. I don't want them to be a mess. I don't want them to be shitty for her either. And I don't even know her. It's just a difficult situation all around. But this is human shit that happens. And I have nothing against her and, and nothing against the situation and I always see it in the sense that even today, if he changed his mind and wanted to make his marriage work, yes, please do it. Because I, whoever it is, no matter how much I fucking love you, no matter what I would do on this earth to keep you, if you don't want to be here and you want to do something that you feel is best for you, you got to do it because that's what love is. And I would always, always, always 
be the person who does not want to prevent somebody from getting what they want, no matter what that is, even if it's against my own interests. I'm okay with that. I don't want anybody here unless they fully want to be here with me. And it just so happens that this is how the situation turned out. And I know I've said that about a hundred times, but probably going to circle back about a hundred times because I'm on a loop about it. You know, um, I, I feel like there's a part of me that should feel very badly and, and should feel shitty just for something like that occurring. But at the same time, I'm not going to do that just because it makes no sense when things develop organically. And when you look at the factors of the situation that made it so, it's very difficult for me to take the blame. Like, okay, you can call me a homewrecker because at the end, him and I are together. But their situation was already wrecked before I got there. Needs were already unmet before I got there. Misery was lingering in that situation before I got there. And people get sick and tired of living in these situations or they just get so fucking used to them that that becomes their reality and they just exist within it. And they, the idea that they could be happier just is dimmed out by, by the habitual routine thing that you just do to live. You distract yourself with other things. You're busy with work. You're this, you're that. And you kind of neglect the things that you need because over time, that is what you do. Or that is what happened here is over time, you just continue to neglect and neglect and neglect. And then at some point, you're just so it's so off your mind that you're neglecting shit that something from externally has to come outside to make you realize that maybe you could be happier. Maybe you could be with someone that you could really enjoy your time with. And maybe, just maybe, they're going to show up in your life at some random point in time and make you realize that or be the cause for you to realize that to a degree that makes you want to make a change in your life and attain the thing that is more in line with your needs. (sighs) I guess you can say I'm a bit of an agitator. (laughs) I gotta stir the chicken though. I will be right back. Ah, okay. I have returned from cooking the chicken. I had sliced it up right before I sat down and I was just uh, cooking it in the frying pan with some olive oil, some extra verge, you know, that Evo or Evu, whatever y'all call it. It is what it is. Anyways, speaking of it is what it is. What was the last thing I said? I don't know. But the point from which I'm always going to, or I'm going to try to come back to, is just my actions in this. Uh, There's a lot of things to get off my chest about it and a lot of thoughts that I have. And I feel like my brain kind of wants to do this thing where it wants me to feel guilty and feel bad. But then the conscious part of my mind kicks in and is like, hey, I didn't ask for this. I, the the thing that I did that I kind of knew would be a little dangerous, though, was going to see him in July last year. But, you know, when you spend so much time talking to someone and you get an opportunity to meet them, and really, my intention was to hang out. I just really wanted to spend time with him and see what it would be like to hang with the guy in real life and would it be awkward would it even work maybe we'd actually be totally incompatible and weird and just standoffish in person (sighs) that was it right that was the test it was like okay well I've already accepted that nothing is going to come out of this situation I've accepted that we're not going to be together in any way I've accepted this that's a tough thing to do by the way luckily I've been rejected a lot in my life and I'm so used to not getting things I want or was when I was younger that it's not really that big of a deal it's just something that's a part of life you don't always get what you want and who cares you move on anyway it's just that's what happens You know, it's crazy how much time we spend being so deeply heartbroken when over time you just get over shit, you know, unless something in you just wants to invigorate the memory that makes you feel sad again and again. But 
I tend to forget things fairly quickly. And I'm especially now I'm over it. You know, I have to negotiate as an adult with my feelings and be like, look, sorry, feels not today. Okay, so you can hang around if you want to, but you're not something I'm going to pay mind to because I have shit to do. I got other people that are in my life that I got to pay attention to. And I just have things that are more important than you. So set yourself aside, sit on the bench, take the bench, feels, take the bench, all right? I've got my star players on the court right now trying to manage a bas- the basketball of my life. And that's how it's going to be, and that's how the cookie crumbles. But feelings, they're whatever. They're going to come and go. That's just how they are. So I wanted to see what it would be like to hang with them. After making that negotiation in my mind, because again, like I have never had so much fun and enjoyed my time so much talking to somebody and laughing. Dude, when somebody makes you fucking laugh so much, it is so difficult not to fall in love with that person, you know? Um, Funny boys are a huge, I'm, I'm a huge softie for dudes who are really funny, and truly funny. Um, and that that was the first thing that did it too. It's just the the jokes and the the comedy, the utter comedy that comes out of this guy's mouth is just too much for me. So I was like, that's it. Like there ha- we just gotta hang out. So I remember asking and thinking a small part of me was thinking, he's gonna say no because it's probably a bad idea. And he was like, Yeah, obviously. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to Denver in July. (laughs) Which, by the way, him and all that stuff aside, Denver is a fucking amazing city. It's so fun, and I don't even know how to explain, but every... Every place has like a feeling to it and it was just, it was summer, it was such a great time of year, it's a beautiful city, there's a lot popping off, just a lot of people everywhere. It's very similar to downtown Vancouver in the summertime, just people walking around everywhere, shops open, little kiosks and little stands on the side with all kinds of stuff and oh my god, just so freaking hot. It was so hot. We like hung out in the river. It was really nice. <laughs> we, we were smoking a joint and like sitting. I put my feet in the cold water because it was such a warm day. I rem- I got burnt. For the first time in my life, I got a sunburn while I was in Denver because we were walking around all day. Oh my God, he makes fun of me because I was wearing this really cute white kind of overall thing that looks like a doily. <laughs> what a doof. I like it though. It's a really cute thing. I'm going to wear it again next year in the summer. Just, well, this year, I guess I should say. Anyways, so I'm DMing him on Discord. Should I come? Should I come to Denver on my way back home from Oklahoma? And he was like, duh, pretty much. And I was like, okay. And then the tickets were booked and they were booked three months in advance. Remember how I was saying, right? Like everybody's got secrets. This is my biggest secret. And it's it's not even a secret anymore. And I got to say that feels really good. But anyway, so I went to Oklahoma, hung out with my girlfriend for like three, four, four days. And then I flew over to Denver. Now I had already been to the airport because my connecting flight there and back was at the Denver airport. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in Denver. <laughs> Actually, I'm on my way back though, or on my way there to Oklahoma. Uh, we had a plan, a bit of a plan. It was a loose plan to meet at the airport on my layover before I went to Oklahoma. But I had uh, gotten to my original flight, which was supposed to be at six in the morning, really late. Not really late. I was an hour and a half early, but I was supposed to be two hours early. And uh, I did not see that in my itinerary. So they had to bump me up to the next flight they had any room available on. And that's where I was. And there was no time. So we didn't meet. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad that we didn't because I don't think it would have been easy for me to leave to go to Oklahoma after seeing him there. So anyways, go to Oklahoma, fly back, and I went to my hotel room right away. Took a cab from the from the airport to my hotel, and I was staying in a pretty nice area. Great to walk around in. 
and uh, I had put my stuff away, and I was just sitting in the room listening to, I don't know, Legion of Skanks, or I think it was maybe part of the problem with Dave Smith. Maybe Michael Malice. I don't know. I'm really trying to recount this, and it was just really crazy when I got the text message, like, I'm on my way, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm actually meeting someone that I've spent so much time talking to. Whose face, by the way, that I've barely seen. I'd seen pictures, but not very many. Because he's a boomer and he doesn't take selfies very much. Which is cool. That's fine. (laughs) He tries. It's real cute. I appreciate it lots. Um, And I hear a knock on my door. He like shows up and I I remember like just before opening the door, I took a deep breath because I was like, whole. this is so weird. Like I've never seen you before in real life. And there's just a really, it's it's an entirely different experience to see somebody in real life that you have feelings for that you've never met that really you're like, I shouldn't have feelings for this person. I've never even met them. They could be a total fucking psycho. I could open this door. I could get murdered. Some bad shit could happen. No, I didn't even think of that stuff. All I'm thinking is, oh my God, I'm so nervous. My palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. (laughs) Arms are, arms are heavy. Yeah. (laughs) There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) And so I open the door and I'm like, oh shit. And there he is. And we just kind of did this thing where we like just checked each other out and like kind of did a walk around. I definitely did. I was just like looking this guy up and down. I have no shame, right? Like I'm just taking you in. I cannot believe I can dimensionalize you. You're in my 3D space. You're a 3D thing. You're actually, you exist. You're not just a voice on the internet. And there begins our physical relationship. And I'm not talking about anything naughty, my friends. I just mean sharing a physical space with someone. Not that there wasn't naughty stuff, but I'm just saying. It was a crazy weekend. You know what I mean? Like things just fell into place. The wife was out of town. We hung out and had so much fun. And it was just compatibility from top to bottom in so many fucking areas. I was so sad I had to fucking leave. I remember being like so sad and I felt really dumb because it was like, hey, this isn't your boyfriend. Why are you crying? Well, I was like, God damn it. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm just so fucking enamored by this person. It just happens. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to choose who you like and when you like them. Who you love and when you love them. I should stop saying like because that makes me sound like a teenager. And I think it's pretty obvious that what this is, is what it is. And, um... Honestly, it's just because of the way things unfolded and because of the way they are now and just because, you know, things are in motion in some sort of direction, it's very difficult to, for me to feel bad. Now, someone cannot come and take the place of somebody else who's been in your life Unless that person is not really holding down the space that they want to occupy in your life. Like I said, I have a lot of male friends and quite a few of them have this issue. And a lot of them talk to me. And the reason they talk to me is because I listen to them. I lend them my ear and I don't like hearing that my friends are unhappy. Look, I'm always happier when people are in happy, healthy, functioning relationships, it's a good thing to see. I've been around awful, terrible relationships my whole life. I ended up in two that were so bad for me. And <clears throat> even though this is a situation I wouldn't exactly force, I am so glad it happened. You know what I mean? Never have I felt like, we are so good for each other. I deserve you. You know, we deserve each other. We give each other what he, what we need. And that's something I want to do 
for as long as I can, no matter who I love. I just think that's important. It's always been this weird dream of mine to just have a person on this planet that I could relate to in such a way and that I could be myself with and they could be themselves with me and be comfortable no matter how weird that comes out or how whatever it comes out. However you manifest, uh, let it and we'll deal with the problems as they come because everybody fucking has them. You know, I do, you do, we all do and We don't want to pretend we don't, but it's nice to have a space where you can actually be comfortable being yourself and saying what you need and what you want and getting that stuff from the person who claims to love you. Now, when you, when you feel unloved and when you feel uncared for, and when you feel like you're not being listened to, um, that's going to make you feel like you're not loved. These are languages of love. Love is not just this amorphous thing and it's not something that just sticks around without supplementing it with things that each person needs. There has to be complementary things about your personalities that match and there has to be a tug of war and some give and take and there's going to be conflict and there's going to be some challenging stuff but those are all vicissitudes in your relationship that should be facilitated by conversation and, and active listening and things that are important to people who have been in relationships for a long time, relationships that get stale and boring because people just lose interest because they're not trying to actually engage. They get comfortable in a situation and then the mindset becomes, I just don't want to be alone. And that fucking drains you of your life. I just don't want to be alone. So I'm just going to live out the next fucking 30 years of my life in this habitual situation because it's habitual, not because I have any excitement for it, not because I'm particularly whatever about it, but just because it's here right now and it's so much easier than starting again. So in a way, he's really lucky that he didn't have to do the whole start over thing again. And hopefully that doesn't cause us problems because I'm always of the belief that if you're getting out of a relationship, you should spend some time on your own. Luckily, this is where distance comes in for us and I think will give us, give him especially that space to just kind of do whatever is going to happen. You know, I'm not concerned about things like cheating or whatever because dude we live in different countries you have to be realistic about the things that are going to occur or that possibly could occur when someone lives in a different country and the potential to meet somebody there or have fun with somebody there or have a night with somebody there is a lot greater than that happening with me until we hang out next you know again it's all about the other person's happiness and I'm fine with that You just got to be real. You know, you have to be real. There can't really be any restrictions. If you really want someone at their fullest, you have to let them be themselves. And that means express themselves how they want. That means do what they want to a certain degree. I mean, I don't, I've never really been interested in a conventional relationship. You know, um, I'm not saying that I want to be polyamory in the sense that, hey, let's just move like five or six people in and do that whole thing. But at the same time, the body has needs and you can't deny somebody fulfilling their bodily needs, you know, Um, physical needs, emotional needs. These can all be distinguished and be separate things. And they also aren't. There's overlap in certain situations. There's always overlap, but there's also things that distinguish those things and that's fine. I don't want to be in a position where I am preventing somebody from getting something they need if it is something they need or even if it's something they want because I don't want to be prevented from that either. You know, if you love me, you're going to let me do what's going to make me happy and we can share those experiences together and maybe work through it and talk about it if it's a problem. But until we cross that bridge, I'm not going to stress about it. There's no point in stressing about it because this is what being an adult is in a relationship is recognizing that you're not the only person in the relationship who has needs and desires and things that make you unhappy or whatever. You know what I mean? There's two people here. We have to take two sets of needs into account, two sets of everything into account. Two sets actually is incorrect. One set, one pair, I guess I should say, inaccurately speaking, first thing in the morning, but this is just something I clearly have on my mind. And it all, again, circles back to 
do you feel bad? Is there any part of me that feels bad? No. And the only advice or the only thing that I would suggest to anybody who is married is please try and talk to your spouse. Put in the effort, if they are not, to talk to them. Really figure out where you stand. Because forever is a long fucking time to be with somebody that you're not happy with or you're not getting out of the situation with them what you want. It's so tough. We live one time. Can you really blame either person in this situation for what happened? I mean, yes, you can. And frankly, I don't even mind taking the blame for it, but it's, it's not accurate to say it's my fault or his fault. It's just, again, it's just something that emerged out of a set of behaviors, which is generally how things go. We don't plan these things. We don't plan who we like. We don't plan who or how we end up spending our time sometimes. Things just happen. And when things just develop organically, it's very, very difficult to even put blame on somebody because it develops organically. This is just the way things went. There was no resistance on any side. There was no forcing of anything. Things just fell into the place that they did because of time and just because of, you know, talking or whatever. And never underestimate the power of talking. People love to talk. You know, I even had one of my guy friends recently say, you know, you know what, Amy, if I could just talk to my wife the way I, I am able to just talk to you, it would be a lot easier on me, you know? It would be a lot easier on the relationship, but things are very difficult because we don't communicate. All I want to do is fucking communicate with her. You know how fucking horrible and sad that is to hear that the person that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with can't communicate with you? Nothing makes someone feel more alone in this world than when someone that they're with is not paying attention to them. Okay, so it's not a surprise that if somebody is love-starved and attention-starved and all the things that you should be getting starved, that they go elsewhere to seek it, okay? People in relationships who are not being physically satisfied, there's a reason they go outside of their marriages and outside of their relationships to get that physical satisfaction because it's something they want. It's something they're not getting. And why the fuck shouldn't they get what they want? Why shouldn't every individual in this life get what they want? Why? Because somebody else is in the way just being whatever and not wanting to provide that. You know, if you don't want to give somebody something, you don't have ownership over them and shouldn't make them feel like they cannot get it. That's not how this shit works. We have really weird ideas in society and just by the way that we've grown up of how relationships are supposed to work and how they're supposed to be. And there's all this weird pressure. And then we supplement love. Well, we don't supplement love. What we do is <clears throat> we use empty fucking trinkets and tokens to make it feel like our relationship has value. We add value to things or we give value to things that are invaluable and empty and are in the long term mean nothing to your relationship at all. Let's start with the rings. What is the fucking need for that? You know, I used to be this this person when I was, I don't know, 16 years old, 17 years old, when I wanted to get married and have a huge rock on my finger and have a crazy big wedding and have all this extravagant shit. That means nothing. That stuff means nothing. It doesn't speak to the quality of your relationship or how tight you are with your partner. It doesn't. It doesn't speak to anything that's actually important to keep the machinery of your relationship lubricated and lubricated to last a long time. This shit's not easy. Feelings fade. So when you make a commitment to be with someone, either you're going to work through that part and understand, sometimes I might not even feel that strongly for you. I might have a day where I'm like, fuck you, whatever. You know, that's okay. And you have to be able to withstand that and be flexible through that and understand what your long-term goal is if you still want to be with a person. And if you do, and if you have determined that you want to stay with this person, why would you not do whatever you could to make the situation better? Why do people get so okay existing in less than mediocre situations 
and giving up. Oh, well, people just get like that. People just don't care. Well, fuck that. That is super shitty, especially when you're presented with somebody. Dude, like I, in my mind, always think like, how in the world could you not want to make things work with this guy? He is so fun and he is so enjoyable and like he just he could talk until the end of time and entertain until the end of time. And somehow this is not enough. Maybe over time I will get acclimated to it, but I just couldn't see it because wildcard personalities are just always changing. You know, we're always changing. We're always trying something different. We always want to go to the new exciting thing and talk about it. Or we always want to talk about the next thing or talk about the same thing over and over again in a different way. Maybe with different affectations in our voice this time because we've come up with something different. That's how it's always been talking to Ryan for me is like we might talk about the same thing 50 times but every single time there's something a little bit different about it because today I'm a little bit different than I was yesterday because I want to learn and I want to grow and I want to do all those things now when you're in a situation where you're limited and one person is resistant to that kind of mindset one person is not growing and the other person is just stuck in this zone where they can't fucking move mentally, cognitively, emotionally, because they have to compensate for all the not moving that is happening, that is not happening on the other side. They're not even compensating. They just have to compensate internally and tell themselves a story that everything's cool and that they're getting the most out of their life or whatever it is that people tell themselves to keep themselves in such miserable situations. Ugh. And then living with someone that I mean, like I said, they're cool, right? They're they've been friends, so I don't think it's actually that horrible. Horrible. Um, it's it's not horrible. I don't think it's actually been horrible. Maybe a few times, but overall, it's okay. Um, thank goodness for that. I don't remember what the point I was making was because it just slipped my mind because I'm just on a tear. Because what my mind is doing is like even though. It's working through like the the idea that I need to view this through any sort of moral lens. You know, why? Why that impulse in me to be like, you need to look at this through a moral lens. You don't look at it through a neutral lens because human beings are human beings and they just do sh fucking human shit. They do human stuff. Is it so surprising? No, it's not. It's not. Do I feel weird being the other woman, if that's what you want to call it? No, I do not. Because it's, I've never had any crazy expectations, you know? Like I said, if they want to make their marriage work tomorrow, fucking go for it. I am not getting in between something you want that isn't me. I'm not interested at all, at all, in anyone or maintaining or continuing a relationship with anyone who doesn't want to be here 110%. Because if I want to be with you, I want to be with you 110%. But you can't expect that from someone else. And because of all of that, because I understand things could change at any moment, because I understand we live in different countries, because I understand all these things about our situation, nothing could possibly happen that would upset me. And at the same time, nothing could possibly happen that is going to make me feel like I should feel bad. I don't. Um... I think it's super important for women to recognize that you're not the only person in a relationship with needs. Listen to your husband. This is why men go crazy. Because women really don't listen. We sit here and we demand that everybody listens to us. Okay, this is a very typical female behavior. I've grown up through this bullshit. I've seen my mom do this. I've seen other women do this. Obviously not all. Okay. But really... Listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, listen, listen. How many times can somebody tell you what they need before you're receptive to it and paying attention to what they need? What the fuck is going to make you give in or give a little bit of attention to hear what a person is saying to you? I need this from you. This would improve our relationship, our collective situation greatly. I just need you to listen as just an example. And then you don't get that. And then what? Someone's supposed to just be unfulfilled? 
like I've said, and I've repeated myself a few times, and I'm going to do that because I'm a little hype and I'm running myself through the circle of, no, I refuse to feel bad in any way. I don't. And my brain wants me to feel bad, but I don't want to, and I don't think I should. But I have, again, a lot of guy friends who are going through this shit where they're in very, what feel like precarious situations internally for them. Because, you know, they got to hold it together. They can't just leave their wife. They got to take care of the household and they have children and their situations are way more complicating. Thank goodness there are no children in this situation because if there were, I would not be near it. Absolutely not be near it. No thanks, not happening. I already did that with the last character that I dated and that was just a lie. But I do digress. It's really unfair to, to treat a guy like that and then expect to get everything you need. I don't understand how that happens. I don't get why you wouldn't want to talk to the person that you have made the decision you're going to spend forever with. And if you have such a bad attitude towards them, and if you don't feel like being close to them, and if you don't feel like touching them or holding them or being a wife to them or a girlfriend or a good partner to them, I don't understand how anybody can feel shitty when they put no effort into keeping, like it's not all just about chasing the girl. You got to chase the guy too. Men want to feel loved and wanted and cared for as well. You know, it gets really tough for men, especially after women have their first child, their first few children or their first child or whatever. They change hormonally. Their biological goal now is solely shifted focus to rearing this child and making sure that it's going to be okay in the world. And there's the first place that the man is neglected a little bit. And even if he is involved, you know, like the relationship changes because when we get tired, when we have to take care of children and there's all this other shit to do around the house and then he's working and it's just, it's very difficult to live through modernity and have children these days. Good for people who can do it. That is so fucking impressive to me. I love it. But you know, when you don't have all that stuff, when you don't have kids that you need to worry about, and you have the time to be receptive to your partner's needs, and you know what, even when you do have children, that's a critical point where you should be wanting to keep and maintain a good relationship with your partner so that your children can see that so that your children can then adapt those qualities from your relationship into their relationships in the future (sighs) challenging relationships and human beings are challenging I don't think we're meant to be in static situations, even though we constantly create these environments for ourselves where things change very little. We have to just accept that internally over time, in different time periods of your life, you change. You want different things. Experience beats away old things and injects new things into you that from which new desires manifest and and maybe your needs are more refined now and I just feel like if you really love someone you're going to let them fulfill their needs and sometimes that means you're not part of that and that's okay and you know that's what happens happened to someone in to, to him in this situation right if he's not getting what he needs it's only natural to go to the places where you're going to get what you need And this is psychology in general, okay? Cheating isn't just prevalent because of money or whatever the fuck it is. It's because people's needs aren't being met. They say they're committed to a premise of making sure that they're always there for a person. They're always going to try and do this. And you can say, I'll be with you through sickness and health and all that shit. But it means nothing unless you're actually facilitating the conditions to make sure you want to do that. Because if you don't, it just fucking sucks to stick around someone that you just kind of like now. I mean, they're okay. I've known them for a long time. We have a history. So I guess that means something, right? And it's like, History schmistery, man. You could have all the history in the fucking world, but if it's not ending up at a point right now where it's serving you, maybe that history needs to be tossed in the fucking trash, okay? 
pull out your turtlenecks, throw out your fucking history schmistery. Because not everybody is meant to serve you forever. Not everybody is meant to be around forever. Forever is a very, very precarious concept. And we, for some reason, we immortalize things that have no business being immortalized. Relationships being one of those things. If you can make it work, good for you. But if, oh, good for you. But if you want, if you want forever and that's a goal that's just a bad goal (laughs) the goals have to be smaller to facilitate long-term stuff there's no guarantee of forever ever 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 and it's stupid of me to say that because there's so many people I was like we are going to be friends forever I like you so much I feel like we have such a good connection and guess what? Those things fall to the wayside because shit just happens. You just grow apart. You, you get to know someone more. You realize you're not as aligned as you thought you were. People keep their mouths shut about a lot of things. And uh, you can just see things in their attitude that cause, cause you to push each other away. And that's fine. It's okay. It happens. But it's very common in relationships to be with someone for a long time and then over time people just stop caring because it's like, well, I got you, so why do I need need to keep fighting to keep you? And it's like, yo, it's all about the pursuit. No matter what, you always want to be pursuing. You know, if you're interested in someone, you will continue to pursue them, whether that's in little ways or large ways. And... In this situation with me in particular, what I was doing with him without knowing is pursuing him because he was getting something from me that he wasn't getting anywhere else and it's something he really wants. And when somebody has something that you really want, how, how can you stay away from that? You can't. And that's obviously mutual, you know? Um, a relationship was built organically just out of spending time together, talking, getting to know each other, all the things that are incredibly important to build a viable relationship. More talking. It's kind of, you know, the long distance thing is kind of a gift and a curse because we, we will develop a, an even more robust relationship because we talk about things and sometimes if I'm shy about things I'll text them first and then I'll talk about them after it is a really really kind of meh part of the way that I communicate but sometimes I just get so frazzled by emotion that I can't do this and sit here and talk out loud about it <clears throat> because I'm just like uh, uh, uh. and you know I mean talking out loud to him Right? I get all shy and nervous and I get I get like a little jittery. And I like that. You know, um, he had said something to me and I totally agree with us. Like there's just some part of this that makes me kind of insecure. Like I don't I it's so dear to me that it's something that I can't imagine losing and just the thought of losing it or it not being around anymore, whatever capacity it is around at, really perturbs me inside. So I want to make sure that I'm always being open and making sure I'm like telling him what's up and and trying to make sure that no matter what I feel and no matter when I get around to it, that I do get around to it and I share it with him. And then that just turns into some really crazy, interesting conversation about psychology because it's what we do. We're both so interested in that kind of thing. And I was saying to him the other day, it's so weird that they say opposites attract. Maybe that works for magnets, but it helps a lot when you're actually quite similar in, in important core value principle kind of ways to somebody because that's going to make things a lot easier. Um, the, the things that kind of just flap in the wind and are on the edges of what we have in common don't really matter because the things that are most important about us as people, our ideas and the way that we see the world, big things are in alignment for the most part. And if they're not, we just talk about it. And it's just interesting to know stuff, you know? So conclusion, after all this talking, is I don't fucking feel bad, okay? I'm pretty stoked. I'm really excited and happy for whatever is going to happen here. I'm excited to test the premise. I'm excited to Just see where this goes. It's not like I am interested in anyone else regardless. It would be very difficult for me 
to be interested in this way to somebody because he's a unique individual and he's super fucking cool. And we, again, just ended up in a situation like this because, because of the way that we interact and have integrated into each other's lives. So it's an adventure. And uh, distance schmistance, you know, it ain't a thing. It's not a factor if you don't let it be. It's a thing, sure. And it's a factor, sure. But who cares? That's not the most important part of it. And um, whatever does end up happening, I just hope it goes okay. Um, that's it. And it will. Never mind, I hope it goes okay. Fuck hope, man. Fuck hope. I'm going to do whatever I can on my end to make sure that things run smoothly. Through my fucking emotional temper tantrums, through how cunty I can be sometimes, you know, like... I painted him in such a way and just talked so much shit about him to my friends. And this guy is just like, whatever. <laughs> so he like gets me and he'll just fucking whatever. Yeah, just say stuff, I guess. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. But it, uh, he has a great attitude and I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't say any greater things than I do and I can't feel anything greater than I do and uh yeah it's uh it was a totally unexpected on my part I actually did not think that it would end up where it has ended up and it's really fucking cool it's really cool and it's different and there's definitely gonna be people who poo poo and oh but long distance all my friends have said it too well it's just so hard I would never do it you know I don't know he seems far and blah 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 and it's like yeah okay that's fine. Maybe you've never liked someone or had feelings for someone so strongly that you would get into a situation like that. And frankly, I can't, you can't even help it. When you feel for someone, you're like, you know what? You got to see where it goes because YOLO, you only live once. And this could be something so fucking great. The potential for it to be something so fucking great is so large. And I believe that truly just because of how things have gotten to this point so far. The way that we communicate is such a big, big, important part of it. And I wish that people talked more, you know. Um, it kills me when I hear from my friends saying that, like, I just wish I could communicate with my wife. I just wish I could talk to her. But I can't talk to her. It fucking is so heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I don't like to see people's shit fall apart. I really don't. I'd much rather it work. But what do you do? Life is just, you know, it's a fun thing. And you got to live it. And it's going to happen to you. And sometimes you just got to let it. You just got to let it. Ride the waves. Ride the waves. Get on the same wavelength. Make it work. And if you don't want to, be honest about it. Because you're not going to be fulfilled if you're trying to beat a dead horse. If you want something new, you want something new. This is what feelings are. And a lot of the time, people just resign themselves to situations where they're safe. And they're not going to get anything great. Great things aren't achieved easily. Um, they're achieved through great difficulty and a lot of challenge. And you know what? I'm willing to go through that. I love challenge. I get bored with convention, clearly. I want something different. I want something grandiose. And I want something extravagant. And I want to engage in something crazy. And you know what? Maybe I'm not interested in safety anymore. Maybe some risk is... Maybe some risk is something that I need to play with. Hmm? I think so. And uh, sitting on my ass and doing nothing about my feelings all the time is not going to get me anything either. So here we are, people. Here we are. <sighs> that felt real good. Uh, and did I say it? I don't fucking feel bad? Because let me just make clear. I don't fucking feel bad. Okay? I don't fucking feel bad. I hope everybody is okay. Um, so far, it seems like everybody is in, who is involved in the situation. But... You know, it is what it is, baby dolls. And I'm not fighting the reality. I'm just not. 
I'm going with it. And it's pretty fucking rad. So anyways, I hope you have a great day today. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest because I've been thinking about it since yesterday at work and I was like, ah, you know what? It's just time to talk about it. Just fucking talk about it. Feels or feels, life is life, being human is being human. And uh, that's just factual. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Yes. Anyways, reach me if you want to. Descriptions, stuff, things, social media things in the description stuff. Um, Patreon link down there. Email is down there. Discord link is down there. Instagram link is down there. And it is a rainy as fuck. I'm so excited to do this and go and live the day. And I hope you are too. And uh, hey, try and talk to the people you love and fix your relationships, okay? Don't live with someone in difficulty and challenge. Try and clear things up. Always try and talk because it will help. Or at the very least, it will make things very clear about where you are. That's all I can say, really. Heavy heart, heavy heart. Not really. I'm feeling light as shit now. Okay, anyways, bye!